Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the Main Event Podcast and today we'll be reviewing Wrestlemania Night 1. My name's Dan and as always I'm joined by Jeremy, that guy. This guy, yes, and uh, I, I must first start by apologising to everyone for the delay in this episode but unfortunately I, uh, I got a bit of the vid as, as the kids oh, say. And uh, yeah, I've been suffering yeah. greatly for the last week and a half. And I'm still suffering a little bit now. You may yeah. hear in my voice that I'm still a little bit uh, a little bit croaky. But uh, yeah. we must persevere. We must get on because uh, I, was, I was held together, shall we say, uh, by the fact that there was so much wonderful quality wrestling on that mm. first weekend that I had COVID. We had WrestleMania. We had yeah. uh, NXT Stand and Deliver. We had the yeah. ROH Supercard of Honor, and yeah. there was there was loads of it. And so I wasn't bored at any point. Uh, no, and it, and it did it did keep me entertained as I lay in bed, suffering. So I I thank the <laughs> wrestling gods for that. Um, but we I are here to talk that. about WrestleMania Night One and yeah. the preceding SmackDown WrestleMania yeah. SmackDown, if you if you wish to call it that. Um, mm. Some people take exception to putting WrestleMania in things that aren't WrestleMania, but you're going to have a rude awakening come WrestleMania backlash if you are that kind of person. You have a big surprise. Uh, we also have our prediction competition running concurrently. Let's mm-hmm. just have a little, uh, a little reminder, a little top up. It's been a few weeks uh, of, mm. uh, since we we last did a show, so let's have a look at where mm. we currently stand going into WrestleMania. It's very close. These are the last shows that count towards uh, this quarter of competition. Current score, yeah. Jez, 51 and a half. Dan, yeah. 54. Yeah. There are lots I'm of matches winning. that we... Yeah, okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> there are, are lots of matches that we've predicted over the course of these two nights. Uh, I need mm. to do a lot better than you over the course of these yes, to, to come back and win, but... Uh, I, I believe I believe it's possible because uh, I, I think I predicted fairly well. I can't remember do that you, so long ago. Do you believe? Uh, I don't think I ever believed. <laughs> uh, I, w- I was never really uh, on board uh, the, the, the bow train, as it were. Fair uh, enough. But maybe that's the problem. Maybe I needed to believe more. Maybe you then needed I'd to believe. It would have been a landslide and I'd have run away yeah. with it, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but we will now get going with WrestleMania SmackDown and mm-hmm. uh, our first prediction. Yeah. So uh, SmackDown kicked off with the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Very quickly, a frantic brawl took place and the 24-7 title crew were the first to be targeted. Akira Tozawa was first eliminated, uh, followed closely by Reggie and R-Truth. The Viking Raiders maintained their team dynamic, pairing to eliminate Jinder Mahal as did the Hurt Business, who together took out T-Bar, but the team of Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz got the better of them and eliminated them. Aziz would lose his partner at the hand of the Viking Raiders, but he would instead team with Shanky to eliminate both Norsemen. They would become distracted by each other and eliminated by the Horde, though. Elsewhere, after being mocked by the commentary team, Drew Gulak was eliminated by Madcap Moss and Finn Balor eliminated by his rival Damian Priest. The Dirty Dogs eliminated their NXT rival Tommaso Ciampa and turned their attention to the United States champion. But this would cost them, as they were snuck up, snuck up on by Madcap Moss and eliminated. 
Bala survived for a moment, but was soon dispatched by Moss, who was declared the winner of the Andre the Giant Memorial Trophy. Yeah. How did you, you feel about the match as a whole, and as Madcap Moss as the winner? Yeah, it was, yeah. I think they, they know themselves within WWE that this isn't really what people tune into no. WrestleMania for. They relegated it to the pre-show, first of all, yeah. and then yeah. they've relegated it to completely not on WrestleMania now. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I think they know what this is. They yeah. cannot drop it because it's Andre the Giant. And, Andre the Giant, yeah. And they would be accused of being, I don't know, callous. Callous. Many things. Uh, if yeah. they just dropped it like a bad habit. But they they did that with the woman's one, thankfully. Yeah. After after trying to make it the, the fabulous Moolah Memorial Battle Royal and going, no, Moolah was a beep and does not deserve to be celebrated in any way, shape or form. No. Uh, and then it just fizzled away, which is good because it's not yeah. necessary. Um, no. It doesn't really matter who wins, I suppose. It's not like no. it did anything for anybody uh, except for no. maybe Baron Corbin back when he won it back in the day. Yeah. Like, yeah. Jey Uso won it last year, and that was not mentioned beyond like two weeks after WrestleMania. Because I, so, I, I, I came into it, and I was like, who won last year? And what mm. impact did they have? Jey Uso, right. They could have done something with that, but they didn't. Yeah, no, I think it's just a, a thing now. It is a thing that happens yeah. around WrestleMania time. Yeah. And uh, it's difficult to predict. We didn't predict it correctly. Uh, I no. went with Commander Aziz for the win. Seems reasonable. Uh, you went with Damien Priest for the win. Also seems reasonable. But yeah. the winner was Madcap Moss. And therefore, we begin the show with the grand total of Sod All Each. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll move on to another SmackDown competition. Let's do it. Uh, the Intercontinental Championship, which hasn't been on a pay-per-view since last WrestleMania. Uh, kind of says it all, really, doesn't it? So the next match, uh, as I said, was for the Intercontinental Championship, which saw Los Lotharios, Angel, Gaza, and Humberto, Carrillo, challenged Ricochet for the Intercontinental Championship. Lots of Tharios started the match jumping the champion and double-teaming him mercilessly. Ricochet found back, <laughs> fought back the best he could, but the numbers game was against him for the majority of the match. The team started to break down a little after Humberto went for the pin on Ricochet. The champion took advantage of this infighting and made his way back into the match able to take his challenges challenges one at a time after hitting a 630 on gaza ricochet hits the recoil on carrillo and pinned him to remain the intercontinental champion mm. Mm. this was a nice little match as as intercontinental championship matches go I feel like this. It was nice, and I quite liked the idea that this tag team were were teaming up on on Ricochet and the you know will they turn on each other dynamic that always exists there. Yeah. I quite liked that. Should it yeah. have been on WrestleMania? No. no, no, I don't think so. Is it fine as a as a SmackDown Intercontinental Championship match? Yes. Yeah. Would it have been fine on any other pay per view as a championship match? 
Yeah, probably. Yeah. Just about. So, I liked the match. I thought it was fun. Um, it gives Ricochet a little bit of WrestleMania yeah. shine, I guess. But uh, there, there was always only going to be one outcome to this, and that was Ricochet retaining. Yeah. Uh, which is why we both predicted such and got that right. So we, we are now with ones. We've got one each. Uh, and I'm hoping that with... The, the championship, the main championship being unified, we'll see a bit more of the Intercontinental and United States Championships on pay-per-view because they have both been left to flounder by the wayside, really. Yeah. Well, especially as what might happen with the tag team championships. Mm. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. And um, obviously, there is a, a slight benefit to having delayed this show. We can can talk about some of the things that happened on the Raw after WrestleMania and uh, a little bit of the SmackDown. I've I've only watched half of it, but um, yeah, it, it will come up again. I think as we as mm. we as we discuss, yeah, yeah, right. So uh, WrestleMania Saturday underway with Bradley Gilbert singing "America the Beautiful." and Mark Wahlberg presenting the opening sequence. Inside AT&T Stadium, we were treated to a performance by the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. WrestleMania always starts with a bit of pomp and circumstance. How was this pomp and circumstance for you? Right. Sorry, trying to get some stuff out of my throat before I can reply to you. Um, yeah, it was a bit lacklustre. I felt. Mm. Um, I don't know who Bradley Gilbert is. The the name rings a, a, a slight bell. I assume he's big in like country music circles or something. Um, sorry to our country music fans out there. Um, he did an okay job. It wasn't mm. brilliant. It wasn't bad. Mm -hmm. um, Mark Wahlberg, they like to bring a celebrity in now to make it more yeah. of a kind of Super Bowl intro feel. Yeah. Um, considering The Rock did the Super Bowl. Hmm. Like Mark Wahlberg is a bit of a a letdown, I think. I don't know. I wasn't fully into it. I'm glad it didn't uh, last very long. It's nice to see cheerleaders. Yeah. Um, that's about it, really. Yeah. So we'll crack on. into the action. Uh, <laughs> the opening contest was for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship when Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs, sponsored by Mike's Half and Half, interestingly, took on the champions, the ones, the Usos. Shinsuke started the match strong against Jimmy Uso, but quickly fell, fell victim to the superior teamwork of the Usos. When Rick Boogs was finally able to make the tag, he went to work demonstrating his strength on the biggest stage. However, when Boogs tried to pick up both Usos on his shoulders, his knees buckled and he was forced to leave the match and his partner isolated. The champions did what they needed to do uh, in what became a handicap match, and they defeated the lone Nakamura with the 1D. I thought mm. that it was a work at first. Yeah. Like when when he he went down, he went down very neatly. He did. Like it it looked like he had faked his knee buckling, so I thought it was yeah. just going to be a way of of having Nak and Boogs lose mm. um, without really losing too much of their momentum but no nah, um, Boogs is legitimately injured. injured he tore his quad or, 
or, yeah. or something along that lines around the the top of the knee. Yeah, he's going to be out for a for a few months. So bless him. Yeah, big shame for him. I I don't know if if the match was going to go this way. Yeah, or whether I, they I called think... an audible. Mm, I don't know either. Because, I mean, we split on our on our picks, and I, yeah. I, I still genuinely believe that either of us could have been right in this situation. Mm. It does seem like, you know, Nakamura got in there and was just like, you know, let's get this over with. Because mm. it ended very quickly after that. Yeah. Same, really. And I, I wonder what else was planned for the match and what the original finish was supposed to be. Yeah. 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 But, but uh, never it, mind. It, it does result in the Usos retaining the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, which you correctly predicted. Gives you a score of two. I mean, a score of one. Um, on SmackDown this week, uh, Roman Reigns has dispatched the Usos to Raw to go and unify the Tag Team Championships. Quite like that if they are having a unified yeah. world champion they should have a unified tag team championships as well i think i, I yeah i completely agree with that yeah um and i do like the fact that it's kind of like the bloodline's got everything mm. you know yeah 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 especially if they they do unify the tag team titles i think it'll probably go the other way personally they will go they will go to raw they will try to unify the tag team championships <laughs> like randy orton and red will be like yeah sure Let's do it. And then they'll just yeah. win and have the Unified Tag Team Championships. Because yeah. I think there's more there's more marketability and there's more you can do with having RK-Bro as travelling tag team champions than you can the Usos. You're going to have the dominance of the bloodline roaming across the two brands because of Roman Reigns. So yeah. it doesn't add anything to the show. Whereas you can have you know, Riddle and Randy Orton having a ton of tag team matches across the two brands. Having fun with it as well. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah. But I think that's probably the way it goes. Uh, so, yes, congrats. You've taken the lead, and we'll move on to our next contest. Yes. So up next on WrestleMania Saturday was the long-awaited grudge match between Drew McIntyre and the undefeated, since being happy, Happy Corbin. The match started off strongly with big right hands and chops from both men before the action spilled to ringside. Corbin bounced Drew off the ring post and started to wear down the Scottish warrior. Momentum, momentum shifted back McIntyre's way when Madcap Moss distracted Corbin by jumping onto the apron to celebrate. Corbin hit end of days but Drew kicked out, which... Nobody's actually ever kicked out of end of days. Apparently. I did not know that until that point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. McIntyre retaliated with a future shock DDT and followed it up with the Claymore uh, to finally put the happy folks in his rear view and pick up another win at WrestleMania. After the match, Mazcat Moss tried to approach a winner, but Drew held him off with his sword and cut the top and middle rope with Angela. Which I've been waiting for him to do for a very long time, to be yes. fair. I, and I it was very well done. It was cool, yeah, yeah. And saving it for the grand stage of WrestleMania is is probably what you want to do. Yeah. Um, it's just a shame it took so long for them to to adjust and get ready for the next match because yes. uh, there, even there was the ropes a match... weren't 
quite ready. Did you notice the turnbuckles were a bit off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it it actually takes some time to set up the ring ropes because you you have to have them at a certain tension. So you're there with the turnbuckle going like that for ages until you get the right tension. And all it takes is, you know, for some disgruntled billionaire in your ear to be going, damn it, we've got a match to do. Get on with it. And for them to just go, yeah, that'll do. And I don't think a Mysterio match is really the one where you want to leave the ropes not quite ready. Enough. Yeah, like not quite (laughs) springy. Enough for the springboard moves that these guys do. But, you know, it it worked out okay. Nobody died. It's not the end of the world. Um, What did you think of the... uh, of the match overall with Mac and Corbs. Mac and Corbs. That sounds like something from McDonald's. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it was an all right match, actually. Yeah. A good good final like grudge match for them both. I hope they leave this behind. Well, I mean, what we saw on... Where was it? Raw? Smackdown? I can't remember which one they're on. Smack, Smackdown they're on. That one. Did you see that bit where it's Corbin and Madcap Moss, what happened with them? I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. they've split that team up now as well. Yeah, so they're having a so they're probably gonna have a rivalry for a bit, aren't they? So a week at least, yeah. 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 No, I enjoyed the match. I enjoyed it more than I was expecting to. Um yeah. you know, I spoke as we, we previewed this that I'm kind of over it and I was done with it and oh. these guys will turn up and have an okay match and oh. that'll be that. But actually mm. they pulled out all the stops. I think mm. it really shows how worthy each of these guys are to be in the position they're in. Um, mm. I, I kind of want to see Happy Corbin move towards something else now, like yeah. championship-wise, even if that's the Intercontinental mm. Championship. I don't think he's yeah. been Intercontinental Champion. He's been US Champion. Yes. Or is it the other way around? He's held a mid-card championship. Yeah, he's held something, isn't he? I just don't remember which way around that no. is. Uh, you know, citation needed. We'll do some research, but I would yeah. like to see him at least pursue a championship. Mm. Um, it's not going to be the world championship while Roman no. Reigns is champion. Oh uh, God, no! I don't think the world needs a babyface Happy Corbin. To, no, to go for that. So no, no. Uh, watch this space, I suppose. But he's going to be occupied for a few weeks, as we say, with with Madcap Moss. They could really turn this into something good. Mm. Um, oh yeah, real good chance to bring Madcap Moss along. They need to develop his gimmick. Mm. It's it it worked as a heel gimmick. Tell a terrible yeah. joke, laugh at your yeah. own terrible joke, but yeah. that's not the strong foundation for a babyface. So they're going to have no. to develop him in some way. Yeah, who knows something's how? Gonna, something's going to change. He, he's not the most charismatic <laughs> of of dudes. Is is old Madcap? But <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, it was a fairly inevitable outcome. We both mm. predicted Drew McIntyre, so a point each mm. there for us. Brings me to two, you on to three. Yep. And we'll, we'll crack on with the show. Mm. Not that they did. Uh, the next match was the tag team match between Ray and Dominic Mysterio and the team of The Miz and Logan Paul. The match began with quick tags on both sides. Dominic tried to capitalise quickly with a springboard move to the outside of the ring, but this would allow Miz and Paul to isolate the younger Mysterio. Paul showed off a repertoire of moves that he'd learned since his last uh, WrestleMania moment, including a three amigos to Ray, splitting the face, uh, spitting in the face, sorry, of the legacy of Eddie Guerrero. He hit a frog splash also, but Dominic broke up the pinfall attempt. 
The Mysterios chased Miz away uh, and hit a double 619 on Paul, but the A-lister snuck up behind them, delivered a skull-crushing finale to Ray, and picked up a shock win. After the match, Miz betrayed his partner Logan Paul and hit him with a skull-crushing finale while they celebrated their victory. Mm. I'm going to say this. Yeah. And I and I feel dirty while saying it. Mm. Logan Paul did a really good job. I know. I was thinking the same thing. He, I, I was, I have to say, and as you say, I feel really dirty and revolting. Like I've just jumped out of a pile of poo. That Logan Paul I actually was quite impressed with. Yeah. With how, yeah. how well he actually performed and did moves and et cetera, et cetera. So. And it developed from, from what we were saying in the preview. He's not just being booed now because he's a repre- reprehensible a-hole. He's being booed now because he is playing up the heel character. Like, turning up with his Pokemon card around his neck was just a total like heel move and was always going to get him immediate heat. And he played up that nobody liked him role really well. So massive respect to him at least for for knowing that he's an a-hole and that nobody likes him and that he he can develop on that for for wrestling's sake. Uh, He'd definitely been learning some moves like amongst the top celebrity appearances in wrestling he didn't look out of place in the ring i don't think so you know credit where it's due as much as he's still not anywhere near my favorite person but credits where it's due he worked hard to put on a good wrestlemania moment i would like to see him come back and and mix it up with the miz personally i wouldn't i still wouldn't (laughs) I think it'll be fun. I think they did it the wrong way around. I think Logan yeah. Paul should have should have turned on the Miz because oh, yeah. we when this does develop, if it develops, people are mm. still going to cheer for for the Miz mm. and boo Logan Paul. Mm. So I wonder if this is WWE's way of like trying to get Logan Paul a bit more over with the fans. You know, try and get them a bit more friendly. Try and make them like him a bit more. You know, if it is. It's a massive failure because the crowd were well into the Miz, in, the Miz turning on him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was, Everyone there was, kind of just erupted yeah. into applause, didn't it? There like, wasn't Wah! a boo in the building. So. Oh, no. So, yeah. Uh, Fine. Um, predictions. I picked the Miz and Logan Paul. You went with the Mysterios. So that evens up the score. Yeah. Uh, three each now. Yep. Um, Even Stevens. My, the last thing that I will say, yeah, and Dominic Mysterio needs to go to NXT. Right, yeah. we've said it the whole time, but when you yeah. are outperformed on the grand stage by Logan Paul, you know you're not doing something right. You you know you're not ready, <laughs> and I, I get that they wanted to do the 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 Ray and Dominic thing, and they probably want another story where Dominic beats Ray and takes his mask. Mm. Mm. That torch is passed, but honestly, he's not ready. Maybe just to get on with that, take his mask and then go to NXT as Rey Mysterio Jr. Jr. or whatever they're going to call him. I think the, the, there was rumours that he was going to become Prince Mysterio. 
Okay. So maybe that's he'll take the mask and become Prince Mysterio. That works. Yeah, but I we need to get on with that, or at least concurrently have Dominic doing something down in NXT while he's he's on Raw because he's not there. He's just not there. No. He's getting better no. every day. Oh yeah, but he and needs he was... to go to NXT to properly yeah <laughs> get better. He was brought onto the main roster with zero experience, really, mm. and has learned yeah. in front of our eyes. But he, he's not <laughs> learning quick enough. Not mm. not to carry that Mysterio name into the future. I don't yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. I know his father's trained him like at home and all that, but that's still not enough. It's also only one style, like yeah. Ray needs to learn loads. Ray's repertoire should not just be copied and pasted onto Dominic. They're a completely different no. size and shape. Yeah, like Dominic yeah. needs to be learning from from people like Chad Gable, mm. people who are the same kind of size as him, mm. um, and can do impressive technical high flying type moves, but also yeah. have a, a good grounding within the ring. I think. Yeah. Pairing him with Chad Gable for a bit, not not on television, but no. as a training partner, perhaps I think something like that would be really good for yeah. him. But but they won't do it, and we'll just have to suffer Dominic being bad for the rest of his career. Will the next person that we mention be bad for the for the whole of their career? One moment. <laughs> hey, I'm supposed to be the one dying here, not you. I could just feel something in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so before the next match, we had Stephanie McMahon, who we haven't seen for a while, come out to the stage to introduce Gable Stevenson for reasons. Yeah, and I tried to tried to correct this several times, but it kept autocorrecting me. Apparently it's Gable Stevenson, not Stevenson. Yeah. I but... don't really know because I didn't really pay attention. No, well... It is Steveson, and every time I try and put Steveson into Google Docs, it corrects me, and I've given up. I think I gave up. Yeah. But it is Steveson. Um, <sighs> we also saw him. We yeah. see him in, in the next night as well, oh, don't too, we? Yeah. So we'll we'll probably discuss that more then. But mm. great, thanks, thanks, Woo. Steph. We needed this. What did you do? Let's get anyway. back to the action. Yeah. Uh, with. So we got grand entrances for each woman. Uh, the next contest saw the Royal Women's Champion, big time Becky Lynch, defend against Bianca Belair. Lynch tried to repeat her fortune from her SummerSlam return, quickly hitting the manhandle slam and going for the pin. But Belair kicked out at two. Lynch urgently tried to pin her challenger repeatedly, but Bianca would not stay down for three. After launching launching Belair into the ring steps, Bex went on the offense with a succession of Bexploder suplexes. The champ continued to wear down her challenger, but eventually Belair fought back into it. Tangled in the top rope, Belair dropped Lynch face first on the top turnbuckle and delivered a 450 splash. Splash but was only able to get a two count on Lynch. Outside the ring, Lynch hit a manhandle slam on the ring steps and Belair was nearly counted out, but Bianca made her way back into the ring at the last second. Surprised Lynch with 
surprised Lynch with a KOD and pinned her to become the new Raw Women's Champion. I mm. really liked this match. Yes. And I, I think that we saw Bianca Belair kind of finally grow into that superstar that she's been presenting herself as for all yes. this time. We finally saw her grow into that before our eyes just in this mm. contest. Like, she looked like a million bucks. She wrestled like a million bucks. Um, and obviously Becky Lynch did a, a great job as well, um, as playing always. her role and, and, and wrestling her way through. But I, I really do think that this was the time to put the belt back on Bianca Belair, to put an end of a final full stop on this rivalry between the two of them. It started at, at SummerSlam. Well, I suppose it really started at WrestleMania last year when, when Bianca won the championship for the first time and had her reign through. Um, so it's been a long time coming to get this championship again. And I would hope, who knows what they do with in terms of unification and that kind of thing, but... I would hope that we see a, a fairly decent length reign for, for Bianca yeah. this time round. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Do you want to see the women's championships unified in the same way as the, the men's world championship? I kind of do because of the lack of women. You know, yes. I think a travelling champion would be better than two champions considering the fact that there's hardly any women around you know so it would just be better they just ha they just needed the women's championship and the women's tag team championship that's it done i would like to see and i don't know mm. if if it happens instead of unification or or what but i would like to see a mid card women's championship in wwe a, a women's intercontinental yeah. championship, for yeah. example. Yeah. Um. And I don't know whether you you could just say, right, well, the Raw Women's Championship is the the undisputed Women's Championship, and the SmackDown Women's Championship is now the Intercontinental Women's Championship, or whether you'd have to unify them and create a whole new belt for the Intercontinental Championship. I don't. I, I don't know. I think but... they would have to create a whole new belt. Because everyone would still associate those two as like world, world titles, you know, rather than like a mid card. If you catch my drift, so yeah. I think they'd have to unify the two, then just make a whole new belt to represent a mid card, you know. Yeah, and and that, and as much as I, I would just like them to to change one of the belts over. I think you're you're right there, and I would like to keep certain people away from this. Women's Intercontinental Championship, like the likes of Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, yeah. Sasha Bailey, should not be anywhere near. No, it. I don't think it should be for the up and comers, so that when the likes of Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch are, are holding the belt for eternity, uh, the rest of the women, all all three of them, have got something to to fight over. But uh, yeah, I like I like the idea of the traveling champion. I liked it all the way back in 2002 yeah. uh, when they had Brock Lesnar travel for a while and uh, who else was a champion around that time? Hogan travelled mm. across the two brands. Mm. Um, I can't even think who else. Triple H? Triple H was undisputed champion yeah. for a while, travelled across the two. Yeah. yeah. So 
I liked that. Um, but I, I don't know whether they just are going to end the brand split entirely. They've they've really slimmed down the roster. Yeah. And they uh, should Seth, end the brand split. Seth Rollins was doing an interview with someone after WrestleMania and seemed to be sowing the seeds of Raw being reduced back to two hours. Yeah. And it was like going, yeah, three hours is too long to tell a story. People don't care, blah, blah, mm. blah. And I don't think that's something that Seth Rollins, a through and through company guy, says without being pushed in a direction to, to start yeah. sowing seeds. And, yeah. and it is too long. Three yeah. hours of Raw is stupid. That's Yeah. It made sense when they were spinning. They were trying to integrate the, the cruiserweight aspects into that and add some extra things. Mm. Uh, it made sense then, but it doesn't make sense now. In a product where yeah. they've they've greatly reduced their roster, it just doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh, right, yeah. predictions. <clears throat> uh, I went with Bianca Belair. You went with Becky Lynch. So therefore, mm. I get a point there. Take the lead for the mm. first time. Jez four, Dan three. Uh, and I think this, got... is, this is one that I'm I'm not upset with Bianca Belair winning. So and I think it was one of those ones that could go either way. So. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when we looked at it, it was do they do the right thing and pay off this story, which yeah. would have been a Bel Air win, or do they keep the the belt on their golden child, regardless of what makes sense, the the WWE way, which would have been Becky Lynch winning. So it does seem like we've got some coherent thinking happening finally amongst creative. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So next up at WrestleMania. We've got a double prediction here. Uh, mm -hmm. Was perhaps the most anticipated match of the whole weekend, as we would finally discover once and for all who Seth Rollins' mystery opponent was. As Seth waited in the ring, the opponent was finally revealed. The Fiend. No, it wasn't. It was Cody Rhodes. You wish. Uh, the two men felt each other out in the ring in the early going until Rhodes took down Rollins with an arm drag before delivering a Stardust-style cartwheel and gesture. As the fight progressed, the two came crashing to the floor outside the ring. Rollins began to target the ribs of the returning Rhodes, but the American Nightmare retaliated with a dive to the outside that sent Rollins flying over the announce table. Rhodes went for the disaster kick from the ring steps, but Seth caught him and powerbombed him into the ring barricade. Back in the ring, Rollins got a near fall with a falcon arrow. Seth went for the stomp, but Cody avoided it and hit a crossroads for a near fall of his own. The pair could not get the best of each other no matter what they pulled, and Cody got another near fall after a huge Cody cutter. Rollins followed this with a pedigree, but could not get three either. Rhodes hit two crossroads, paused for Daddy's bionic elbow, and then hit a third crossroads in succession to pick up a huge victory in his WWE return. Ah. Yes, this worked, didn't it? It did. Did you enjoy the match? I did. I, I think that it stole the show, personally. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, I really do think that that everything about it happened perfectly. Cody mm -hmm. Rhodes' presentation, him coming mm -hmm. back with uh, with his his actual music, you know, Kingdom, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, as the full American Nightmare, he got the pop of the mm -hmm. crowd. He mm -hmm. wrestled a wonderful match. Like everything mm -hmm. about it, just worked. Yeah, uh, 
I'm, I'm personally very, very happy with it. Um, less happy that uh, they didn't pull the swerve and, and go with the fiend and uh, and give me a point, but it is what it is. So you get a point there for. I get a point for correctly picking uh, Cody Rhodes, and we each get a point for correct yeah. correctly. Can't say correctly today for correctly choosing the winner, the mystery opponent, Cody Rhodes. So that brings the score to five apiece. Five apiece. So you, you get two there, and I get one. So that evens that on. out. How do we feel about Cody Rhodes in general coming back to WWE and his chances of flourishing in WWE? I'm a bit. I don't know, because there's part of me that feels like he's going to have a great run, he's going to be pushed to the top, but then there's another part of me that's going to, he's going to have like a couple of weeks of momentum, and then he's just going to fizzle out. Because I'm, I'm on the same kind of wavelength, really. I th I think it's the second one because of all the stuff he said about WWE in AEW. So I'm wondering if WWE's going to go, yeah, come back, come back. Yeah, have a couple of momentum, a couple of weeks. Right, now because of all that stuff you said, we're going to punish you. <laughs> I'm not sure that he'll be punished per se, but I'm wondering how long it will take for the for the crowd in WWE to turn on him in, turn on him in the same way that they did in AEW. And yeah. there is only so long that this I'm I'm fighting for daddy's dream can can go without getting annoying, I think. Yeah. You know, even if your dad is is Dusty Rhodes, there's only yeah. so long that you can you can keep going for this dream, no pun intended, until it gets boring. So either yeah. they will need to put up and shut up and put the, the undisputed championship on Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Or he's going to lose favour with the crowd, they're going to start booing him, he won't want to turn heel uh, and it, it'll become a problem and they'll just let Cody fizzle into the mid-card and, and away again. Yeah. Um, it is really interesting to me this whole, this whole Cody return because it flies in the face of everything that WWE are doing at the moment in terms of changing, changing up how their developmental system works, how they don't want to acknowledge the, what they're doing as wrestling, how they don't want people to have their real names, they don't want them to be marketable outside of WWE if they were to leave. It, it, it's really strange. You know, Cody Rhodes has got his, his name. Yeah. I mean, okay, it's not his real name, but it is, it is the name that he owns and can carry everywhere, and it, it's basically his name. It might as well be his name. Yeah, he ha he he is allowed to say the word wrestling and 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 say what he does is wrestling in his. Well, I mean, that's what it says in his entrance music. That's, that's it. Yeah, wrestling has more than one royal family. You know, that's that's there to hear yeah. all the time, um, and it it seems that we are half stuck in a in a shift to. We will light a fire under anybody who can be entertaining, regardless of their size, you know, strength. We're not going to mm. just push the big guys anymore. We're going to push whoever is marketable. And at the moment, Cody yeah. Rhodes is on fire and he's marketable. Yeah. 
How long does that last? That's the big question, isn't it? Do they one day say, no, either you're going to change your thing to sports entertainment has more than one royal family, and he's going to kick off because that sounds ridiculous. Um, I just just don't know. I don't know how it's all going to go. I'm happy for him now. He's got the WrestleMania moment, but I am concerned. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We will see. But uh, an exciting moment for me. Highlight of, of WrestleMania Saturday. Or a a big highlight of WrestleMania a Saturday at least. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on. Yes, moving on. So after a decent break to come down from the last match, uh the SmackDown Women's Championship was on the line next as the champion, Charlotte Flair, defended against Ronda Rousey. Uh, the match started fast with each woman exchanging holds and going for their submission finishes. Uh, the match remained a closely fought mat-based affair for the majority until Charlotte went to the top rope and delivered a bizarre non-moonsault and went for a pin, having not hit Rousey with anything at all. Rous- Rousey, her chest now a beaten, beaten red, started to take control and went for an armbar after Piper's pit, but the champion escaped. Ronda locked in the ankle lock, but Charlotte rolled through into one of her own. Rousey locked it in again, but Charlotte kicked her way out. Charlotte retaliated with the figure eight leg lock, but the challenger dragged herself out of the ring to escape. After a brawl at ringside, Rousey hit Piper's pit again, and would have picked up the win were it not for for Charlotte's foot on the rope. She would also be cost a victory by the referee being knocked down by Charlotte. Charlotte tapped when Charlotte tapped to the armbar and Charlotte hit a big boot to pull off the surprise a win. Yes. And and this might be the example of what we were discussing with the, the Raw Women's Championship. It's do you go with the, the story that makes sense or do you go with the golden child? And they've very much gone with the golden child here. Um and they're they're continuing this story with these mm. these two. Mm. Fair mm. enough, I suppose. Uh what did you think of this match? So I I wouldn't even go better. I wouldn't even go that far. I think it was crap. Really? Yeah. And and there's a lot of talk about how it was all Ronda Rousey's fault that this match wasn't very good. And um, I think Charlotte's got a share in this. I don't think it was I, a, a good night for Charlotte I, Flair. I think it's 50-50 blame. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Ronda Rousey isn't as experienced in the ring, but she has had good matches with people in the past. Uh, I, I don't think you can assign all of this blame to Ronda Rousey. Uh, I think Charlotte Flair, she botched a few moves and didn't recover from them very well. Uh, it's her job as the veteran to kind of bring the the inexperienced person along. I don't think she did a very good job of that. And it was just a bit a bit dull overall. Like I get what they were trying to do with the map-based contest to try and make it seem more MMA-ish, but I'm, I don't want to watch MMA. No, ever I so yeah i i, I want yeah. i want the crazy kind of wrestling moves i don't want to watch people go from submission to submission for the entire contest do it for a portion sure 
as part of a wider match, but it, it, it was too much of a focus. And that moonsault was awful. Just, it was I don't I don't even understand what they were trying to do. It was it was, really. it was yeah. Like someone was in... out of position, and mm. instead of just not bothering, I, 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 it was weird. It was I just can't explain it. It was weird. I'm not even going to try to explain. Yeah, uh, we both picked Ronda Rousey. They went with the Golden Child, so no points. Mm. Brings mm. the uh, score or keeps the score at five apiece mm. as we head yeah. into the main event. Yes, and I'm just going to give my throat a little clear before we. Uh, before we move on. Okay. In the main event slot of WrestleMania Saturday, Kevin Owens hosted the Kevin Owens Show, closing the name, with advertised guest Stone Cold Steve Austin. Owens stalled for as long as possible before Austin's music hit, and he came to the ring whether KO was ready or not. Stone Cold circled the ring on an ATV before hitting the ropes to take the cheers of the crowd. Owens cut him short and had to and had him sit down to begin the interview. KO talked about the state of Texas and Stone Cold before challenging the Rattlesnake to a no-holds-barred match. Austin asked the crowd for approval, and after a hell yeah, the match was made official. After the two faced off, Austin opened up a mud hole and walked it dry. Austin bounced Owens off the barricade but KO retaliated bouncing Stone Cold's head off the ring post Owens tried to follow this uh, by throwing Austin through a table but the tables were turned and Owens crashed through instead the fight spilled into the crowd where Owens superplexed Austin onto the concrete floor after they brawled back to ringside Austin surprised KO dragging him off the top of the barricade and slamming him on the announce table back in the ring KO tried to beg off and escape uh, WrestleMania on Austin's ATV. Stone Cold somewhat gave him his wish and drove the two of them up to the top of the ramp. On the stage, Austin delivered reputed, repeated suplexes to Austin before dragging him down the ramp and back into the ring. As Austin took a beer break, KO surprised him with a stunner, but Austin kicked out at two. Owens tried to attack Stone Cold with a chair, but Owens hit the ropes and the chair bounced back into his own face. Austin nailed a Stone Cold Stunner and pinned Owens to add another victory to his storied WWE career. Austin celebrated with some Broken Skull Lagers before delivering another Stunner to KO and taking to the mic to deliver the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I enjoyed this. I did as well. And, yeah. you know, it was very obvious that the Austin was was slow and that yeah. his knee, his knees just don't allow yeah. him to run anymore. Yeah, but I mean they don't. That's fair enough, you know, he's what how old is he like he's upper 50s, isn't he? I think he, I think 50s. they said 57. So you know, it is what you'd expect of of any that. of any 50 50 plus year old man who has, you know, had his body operated on in in as many times as Stone Cold Steve Austin. So that was fine. I just think they probably could have avoided making Austin run at all. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it is what it is. It didn't detract from the match. I thought the match yeah. was a, a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. um, I There was a concern, and I'm sure nobody was more concerned about it than Stone Cold Steve Austin, that he would come back, he would 
embarrass himself in the ring and that it would be forever a, a taint on his legacy. Not even close. Not even close. I think Austin overperformed. KO did a really good job of of selling what Austin was delivering. And, yeah. uh, you know, I think a lot of the credit goes to Kevin Owens in this match. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it, it was just a nice trip down memory, memory lane. Bit of yeah. nostalgia for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. You, uh, you and said it. <laughs> the right person won. Like I don't think yeah. it would have been acceptable in any way, shape, or form for anybody other than Stone Cold Steve Austin to win this match, which is why we both predicted such. And it brings the score after night one to a tied six apiece. I say there's one thing that annoys me about this match. Yeah, is how they said lager. Oh, what? What? How were they saying it? Lager. 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 Yeah. Bro- Broken skull lager. Yeah. yeah. No, it's lager. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's piss, regardless of of what you what you brand it. It's like, sorry, Steve, yeah. your your lager is probably as pissy as every other lager in the world. Like, yeah. I'm I'm not a, I'm not a fan of lager. I'm um, not really. I, I, I have a more civilized palate as it comes no, to alcohol. I, I will say. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I can I can see your your irk there. Uh, and on that note. Uh, we will use the Broken Skull loggers as a uh, a rating system to rate WrestleMania Night 1. So down out of five Broken Skull loggers, what would you give it? Um, I thought it was a pretty good night. Me too. I really enjoyed it. There was obviously a few bits that let it down, like the Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey, backflip and all that. Lava. Um... Me not exactly knowing who the singer was. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it a four. Yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely up there. Um, I, I have very few complaints about this event, and I enjoyed it pretty much from start to finish. It it lost a bit of momentum after the... Uh, du- or during the, the SmackDown Women's Championship match. But considering... It had had the Cody Rhodes thing before it, and it ended with the KO show. I don't think anything would have shined in that spot. So maybe that's a big part of it. Uh, you know, it took a while to come down from the excitement of the the Rollins Rhodes match, and we knew that we were heading into into a, a massive Stone Cold Steve Austin beer fest at the end. So uh, I'm going to be even more generous than you. Uh, I'm going to give it a four and a quarter. 4.25. I think it was probably the best WrestleMania experience that we have been given in yeah. a very long time. Yeah. Very, very long time. Mm. Um, was it the best WrestleMania ever? No. no. But it was certainly up there as, as one as one to remember. There was lots yeah. to love. So good job for night one WWE. It's a thumbs it up. It was from stupendous. Me. It was, you know. I, I I I took the piss a lot that about this stupendous word, but if it if it was one word, night it one of WrestleMania stupendous. was stupendous. stupendous. Can't lie, they got it. They they shot their shot and they delivered. Yeah. You know, yeah, much better than the the greatest wrestling match ever. Oh, that rubbish. Yeah, that was not. This was stupendous. It was stupendous. I will give them that. Uh, And we will be back 
to discuss night two of WrestleMania. Mm. Uh, but if you have enjoyed the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Sign up for the Jez Show Sports VIP package for as little as £4 a month to get early access, perks, and exclusive video content from all Jez Show Sports podcasts. Visit patreon.com slash thejezshow for details. Stay tuned for night two. We'll be back with that very, very shortly. You get it wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Review. I don't know what you do with podcasts anymore. There's so much. Uh, and we'll see you soon. It's yeah. goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. This has been the Main Event Podcast. See you later. Bye.